right, Chilies. I hope you're having a great week. We have a really fun episode. Uh, our guest today is Brian Levy from the City That Breathed podcast, which is a Baltimore-based podcast, but just a super fun, silly time, so you should definitely check it out. I think you're going to enjoy this episode. Give it a listen. You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary, real silly, real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Chills. Today we have Brian Levy of the City That Breeds podcast. Brian! Oh, Levy, Brian Levy. Levy! Darn it! I meant to ask you. Okay, um, I apologize. It's all right. Starting you don't even have to this out. Ah, oh, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. I've just started like teaching, and none of the kids. It's it's a different name every time. I'm just really. Oh yeah, Levy, Levy, Levi. You know. Oh, Levi. Yeah. Okay, Levy. Um. Yeah, I just did your podcast, and I had a great time. It was. It was a fun. lot of fun. Yeah. Um. Cool. So the way we always start the podcast is we always ask our guests the same question, and that's. When it comes to the paranormal, where do you stand? Are you more of a true believer or are you more skeptical? Uh, I mean, so I guess it would like side on, I don't know about skeptical, but at, at least agnostic. You know, okay. I I don't know. Uh, and I think for me, that's almost as much fun as knowing, you right. know? But at right. the same time, I. I wish I had the confidence of a true believer. Right. You know? <laughs> to, to just know. Yeah. Just know. Like, <laughs> yeah, fucking ghosts exist. Of course. I've um, walked what... through my life, but there's dead people. <laughs> Everywhere. I'm so jealous of those people, the people that just can see them. I want to be that person for sure. You know, I mean, but I, I guess, but like, it could be like a fun way to see them, like CBS's ghosts. Right. Or it could be like a bad way to see them. A la Haley Joel Osment in the oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it can be pretty brutal for sure. Like that kid was not having any fun. He was so miserable and he was such a little weirdo because of it. Lisa Barton <laughs> is just constantly puking in front of him. He's not yeah. <laughs> um, what age did you start getting into the paranormal? Uh I was thinking about it. So like because I feel there's a certain part of me that thinks like ghost stories are for the young, but that's also not not necessarily true. So like, I remember in second or third grade, and this is this is the story that I brought to you today. Is the uh, there was like a book of true ghost stories in the Love school it. library, right? Uh, and in that book was a story from Baltimore and not even it wasn't a story from Baltimore it was a story from the small suburb that I lived in like Whoa. a place that like I know like I'll read I'll tell you the cemetery I'll tell you the story I, you know uh a place that I knew you know that I would go and feed the ducks you know this the cemetery that's so, so cool so I mean that was eight or nine but then also like I was born in 83 right Ghostbusters comes out in 85 right you know there's the Ghostbusters cartoon um i feel like ghosts were such an integral part of my childhood uh ghosts and aliens right because i was right, also both star, yeah you know, i was you a ghost was a star trek kid so <laughs> uh, uh you know I real i was a big hit on the playground um <laughs> yeah lots of friends for sure <laughs> absolutely but so i remember this this one book uh, uh, you know, the, with the Baltimore story, but then I remember yeah. uh, a, a different book that you know had to have been a, a fucking scholastic book fair buy, right? So it's a it was another you know book of true ghost stories, and one of the and I remember one of the stories in it was Have you ever heard of the French ladies who time traveled? Um, I don't think so. It sounds right, familiar, like, but I'm not positive. <laughs> I'm sitting in front of a laptop. I feel I feel like I can just do French ladies. Were they in time. a different European country? They were in like England or something. No, so this no, they were walking around Versailles. So okay. I, honestly, I just googled French ladies who time traveled, 
and it brought me straight to the Moberly Jordan incident. Also, the ghost of Petit Trianon or Versailles. So, like, this is a whole thing where these, like, ladies are just kind of, like, wandering around Versailles, like, you know, on vacation or whatever. And then all of a sudden, they're in the 18th century or some shit. Like, God, that's uh, so scary. That scares me more than ghosts. Like, because how do you get well, back? <laughs> how do you get back, right? Yeah. So, like, but I remember one of the descriptions in the book was, like, they were talking about this guy with, like, like a smallpox like smallpox had fucked up his face and I'm like Whoa. oh this creeps me out so hard you know that's so, so like, cool uh, so i remember i don't remember any of the other stories in that book but i remember that one especially because as the internet came around i could every so often be like i remember this fever dream of this story that i once heard i should right. like google that and i now i know french ladies who time travel google tells I'm- me definitely going to take a deep dive because I remember a story of, I don't know if they were like visiting or if they were from, I think it was like England, some sort of European country, but they had, it's, they call it like a time slip, but it was like a similar thing where they saw like a, like clearly from a different century horseback rider, like ride past well, them. So, so now that I'm looking at it, it says, yeah, these ladies um, were English. So okay, yeah, but they had an apartment where they too in Paris maybe english ladies that lived in paris fancy uh yeah uh i'll send you the wikipedia link. yeah send it to me I'll show those uh, yeah so like that was so I, I really liked that kind of stuff and i really enjoyed like going camping and having like yeah. those stories like that sort of stuff was fun uh and then like when did you discover stephen king oh yeah you know probably right. too young <laughs> like 11 or 12. so i mean oh I, I i'm saying did i read firestarter at eight or nine you know that's right like, yeah so so there's all of that uh and i read goosebumps and fear mm-hmm, street mm-hmm. and oh yeah uh guy named jonathan the guy jonathan bellairs who wrote uh the house with a clock in his walls you know right. I, I i told you all this on our show the city that breathes um, and the, you know, these gothic little horror books. So I, I really like that stuff. Uh, and X-Files hits. At a I love it. Yep. X-Files. Yep. So you, you've got those creepy and little stories and Twilight Zone. And the, as for the science fiction fabulous kid that I was, the paranormal, I mean, when I, when I was a kid, it, it held a big sway. I loved, uh, like, and I was also, like, a kid who liked history, so the, the Lost Colony of Roanoke. Oh, you know? I was obsessed with that for a while, too. Yeah. Right. Like, stuff like that just, it, it really it really affected me, really got in there, you know, under my craw. Right. Are your parents uh, superstitious? No. Not even a little bit. <laughs> yeah it's funny because I feel like my dad is the reason why I'm he's like super superstitious super superstitious yeah my my parents not at all there's a certain like it's not even that they're not superstitious because they can be schmaltzy okay like you know there's the idea that like hummingbirds symbolize uh, uh, that's mom like, superstitions for sure yeah <laughs> cardinals yeah. hummingbirds yeah absolutely exactly <laughs> but like I don't, so that's part of it, like, I don't know, like, if I believe that, but every so often something will be happening, right. and then, you know, I'll be, I, I'll be, like, recognizing I'm at a certain, like, point, and then there will be a hummingbird. Now, of course, that may just because there will be hummingbirds places. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not nature's fault that I can be mopey. But, like, <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah, so, so there's that you know but but no my my father is he he's a little too practical maybe mm-hmm. he's too uh pragmatic this is not where he lived it certainly wasn't where his father right it was right. not it, it, my dad doesn't really like horror he doesn't really like ghost stories my mom maybe a little bit but yeah like that that's something like I, i'll still read stephen king you right. know uh, uh i'll be at a used bookstore and be like do you know who John Saul is? Mm-mm. 
again, it's just a guy guy from the eighties who wrote these trashy little like you know thrillers that are kind of scary. Love it. Um, yeah. You know, like I remember one took place in in a town that had a, a special like Catholic school, but every so often like a girl would die, there. and you know, someone's like, "Huh, that does happen every fifteen years, doesn't it?" And like. <laughs> All this, all this psychic energy, and it's, you know, and there's, there's all these like ghosts of these murdered girls, or then come down and like destroy the priest or whatever. I don't that know. That rocks. Like, I, I love that. So <laughs> th- th- it's that eighty stuff. It's got to yeah. be the right cover. Like, uh, I never read VC Andrews, but those were those covers mm-hmm. uh, evoked a certain feeling. That's that's what I look for. Like that's, I mean, it's that, that's really where. I intersect with the paranormal. I love a good ghost story. Yes, I do too. I like you said. I like the history, and I love a good like twist moment. High energy, right? Yeah, super cool. I love. I remember the early days of Snoke, right? Yeah. Where all it was was just listing the creepy uh, urban legend. Mm-hmm. So the the girl hitchhiker, right? The girl goes hitchhiking. Who doesn't love that story? My daughter's been dead for 10 years now. It's like, so good. The twist when they open the door. Yeah, I do. I really like that one. I want that to be real. That's my problem is like, I just, I do want it to be real. I can acknowledge it probably isn't, but I like, I just did my last podcast was on urban legends and I'm like, there has to be some story that started this, right? Like maybe it's not, or, you know, maybe there was something close to it. I don't know. I want well, it to so be it's, <laughs> One of the cool things I think about ghost stories is one, you know, they're written as far as possible. Like, what was like Hamlet's a ghost story or Macbeth's a ghost story? I think, yeah, I think Macbeth is one, yeah. You know, there are witches in Macbeth, like, but they're always uh, mirroring whatever society's fear is. The cultural, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's the fear, this, you know, women all of a sudden have a little bit of social mobility and they're leaving home and they're disappearing and nobody knows, you know, you're afraid for your daughters in the big city. And then there's this man who does something nice only to find out that, Oh, this girl has disappeared. You know, this family has lost their daughter. So it's, it's, it's really cool to unpack those kind of. Oh yeah, definitely. Just the historical context or cultural context is really cool. To see Absolutely. what the like the subtext or like the the B story is for that stuff is super interesting. Um but yeah. But you, you're but you're almost a true believer, right? Like, I am. I'm uh, well, I grew up in a haunted house and I talk about it all uh-huh. the time. Um so I'm like fully on board. Like I do believe there's ghosts, no doubt. See, that's mind. the thing, like that's the thing that I think would have to be the truest, right? If you knew for sure that ghosts exist, then you would have to be talking about it all the fucking like like it's hey, so listen, fun. You have to know about this worldview because like it's crazy that no one thinks this is real. Like I this is real. Why aren't you with me? Like you would have no choice but to speak of ghosts all the time. I'm willing to acknowledge that ghosts might not be what we the conventional thought of what ghost is. Like it might not be exactly our dead relative or our souls. But I know there's something, there's some sort of energy, whether it be like an imprint that we leave, or if it is part of us from our brain, you know what I mean? Like, I'm willing to be like, yeah, I can't explain what these scenarios are, but I know what I've experienced. And just doing this podcast, it makes you a true believer because the people that come on here, they're, they're not like making, they're like, I don't tell people this story and I don't know how to explain to you how much i believe in this experience you know what i mean they're right. like this is embarrassing but it, i, I like, believe you know if i do talk about this everyone's going to think i'm crazy yeah but i know that this happened in my uh, heart yeah <laughs> so like I, and i think what you're saying about you know leaving an imprint behind i mean i think that's also one of our most primal fears like what what is my legacy you know right, what what, right. what do i leave behind will people remember me uh, I think this leads into a question I got for you. Where do you fall in like uh, Long Island medium and that sort of thing? This is a thing I say on my show every single time. And I think that psychics are like mechanics. You have really good ones and you have really shady bad ones. Okay. You know what I mean? So like Long Island medium, I don't know. 
of the TV oh my, videos, okay. she right. seems pretty bad. What I was, I was getting there. <laughs> All right. So it's funny because I think whatever her name is, I can't remember. Long Island Medium, Teresa Caputo. <laughs> Teresa Caputo. John right. Edwards is trash. They they came out that he was bad, right? I think. Well, no, I, I think they're full of. I think they're both full of. Mm. I, I think like I think they're cold reading. You know, yeah. it's that. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that South Park episode, but they do a whole. They have a John psychic. Edwards, they they have a John Edwards episode. Oh, I'm definitely gonna check that. <laughs> incredible. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it is incredible. Yeah, so I think psychics are full of shit. Or it's like, all right, so I don't know how many soldiers you know, but my grandfather went to war, right? And he never fucking talked about. It. You know, it was always it was not something he talked about. And then I've known guys who like went to Iraq and like, you know, some of them don't talk about it. And some of them are like, you know, run their mouths. And I'm like, I don't trust your experiences. I would need any psychic I know to be extensively scarred by the experience. Right. I need it to not be fun. Unpleasant, don't want, kind of like uh, in 13 Ghosts, the way he is, where he's like, this is uh, a nightmare. or the lady from Haunting of Hill House, or yeah, uh, yeah. I to bring it back to X Files. Remember that show Millennium? You know, I need them to <laughs> act like Lance Henriksen in Millennium. Like, like we wouldn't I, know I about that though. Way. There might be some psychics out there that are like that. But those, so just... those the psychics that I don't know about. Yeah, those are the ones. That, those are the ones <laughs> you believe, just the ones that you've never heard of. Fair. The ones I that think that's just, a good point. <laughs> the ones that are sitting in their podunk fucking Iowa town, just like angry at everybody because they right. know all their secrets right that's a that's a good ghost that's a good ghost story that's i would a, love that's that that would be really fun yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking of ghost stories do you want to get into the one that you brought for us today okay i will i will okay. so i mentioned this again on our uh on the ctv show and uh i'm bringing it over here for you for your listeners uh i've brought i'm bringing forth the story of black Ag. Uh, Black cool. Aggie, and I'm going to be reading this from Wikipedia, but and or at least carrying it. But so Black Aggie was the statue, and it was in Druid Ridge Cemetery, which was a two minute drive, if that, from my grandparents' house in Whoa. the suburb of Pike of Pikesville, Maryland, uh, uh, Pikesville, Baltimore, in Maryland. So this was a statue, and it's a creepy picture, and it's on the Wikipedia of like this lady in a shroud, you know, or like a blanket. And it was a funeral, it was this funeral cemetery statue for this guy named uh, General Felix Agnew. And he was a Civil War soldier on the right side. <laughs> Wait, what's the right side? Do you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, know. you know, the staff will rise again. Yeah. No, this, this, this is a I Union understand. soldier. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so... It is very creepy. Think, uh, I don't know if you're a Doctor Who person, but definitely Weeping Angels kind okay. of statue. Um, so when this statue was put in place in like 1926, when this guy died, right? It immediately became like a gigantic urban legend in town. It, this was, this statue was, it said that it wouldn't throw a shadow. And mm-hmm. that people like its eyes would glow red and it became a college prank a college hazing ritual you would have to spend the night in front of black aggie and what the story goes is one night uh a kid was left out there by his fraternity brother right and if i remember the book was like at johns hopkins university and i was like okay all right you know (laughs) Like that's the good part about all ghost stories is, they, is that they have like they might not be true but they have facts in them, right? right? So <laughs> they, they they he was left in front of Black Aggie and as midnight turned he uh, saw the eyes turn red and he went to run but his fingers got caught on the on, on like you know the hands of the statue and if you look at the statue there are no hands there. Uh, and then, like, <laughs> so, and when his okay. friends came for him the next morning, his hair had turned completely white. 
So that, that was the, that's the story I remember from that book from that I found in the school library. So this statue becomes like so well known in town that they eventually have to move it. Wow. It's been in the Smithsonian and like they kind of locked it up for a while and it's oh, oh but now it's like in some courtyard at the Dolly Madison house and like you can go see it but like even still people think it's very cold like right in front of mm. it and they've never put another statue on the pedestal that it was in that cemetery it's just empty and still grant like people say grass won't grow and there's still no shadow from the pedestal and it's just yeah it's like I was so creeped out by this as a kid because I was like, I believe this. Did you go visit it as a kid? Because it was oh yeah, there. like we would drive yeah. by. I would I would make my dad like be like, let's drive up into the cemetery. He's like, take a look. I, I don't know, man. I was like, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's go see it. <laughs> let's, let's go see this empty pedestal because it, like, it was moved like in the sixties. Like okay. that's how much of a problem it was. Wow. Like. It, it, it had already been enough of a problem for them to have to get rid of it in the same. It actually so, reminds me of because you mentioned on your podcast when I was on it, scary stories to tell in the dark, and I'm pretty sure uh-huh. they have a story very similar to this where, um, it's it wasn't like a famous grave or anything, but it was like a girl staying at a grave and her friends bailed on her and she tried to run away and something grabbed her and she thought it was like the hand coming out of the grave and she had oh, like a yeah. heart attack and died. Do you remember the story? But then the next I, day they found her and she was caught on a branch. Yep, uh, I do. Right, that yeah. twist. Uh, yeah. I, I, I had the, uh, like, you ate my toe. Oh, yeah, I loved, yeah. I loved those as a kid. No, but like the idea of a cursed artifact. I mean, yeah. because of the eighties, you know, that was so. It was believable because of Indiana Jones. You know, right. the idea that they had to box this up and put it in the Smithsonian. Well, shit, I've seen that happen. They, that's what they did to the uh, Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. You know, it, it, I love the story as a kid. This, this was my favorite. Did it feel off when you were out there? Or is it just creepy because it's a graveyard in general? Well, no. So this is a place like we hung out. Like, not in... So <laughs> I know. Okay. So I listened to your show from a few weeks ago. And you you had a, a lady on it. And she was like, oh, yeah. Like, we hung out in seven. Like, yeah. Like, we kind of did. Like, we knew, like, we could go smoke cigarettes and stuff there. But, like, we weren't hanging out in cemeteries because there were cemeteries so but when i was a, a little boy this is where we went in a duck pond we would go and throw uh, bread you know that's kind of sweet <laughs> uh, you know, not scary it was great um uh but so i was always very comfortable no i, I don't remember ever feeling off i like because in my head even i knew i was like this isn't real this is right it's you know like in that little boy way like oh it's fun to scare myself yeah you know yeah I, I said I lost my mom. We dumped her ashes into that duck pond. Oh. Uh, oh yeah, no, like you think it's sweet, but like, yeah, it, it was a very rainy day. <laughs> okay. I, I, I said to my uh-huh. family, you know, I was like, hey guys, we got to make sure we're in and out real fast. And I was like, they're like, why? It's like, I think the state frowns on the dumping of, uh, you know, the unofficial dumping <laughs> yeah. of dead bodies. Yeah, they're not a fan for sure. Yeah, like, like we got a hustle, like, you know. Uh, and then, like I said, it was rainy and windy, so my mom was all over my jeans. It was, oh, yeah. no. That was, that was rough. She stayed with you. How nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I know she stayed with me. I have the therapy bills, Meg, you know. Oh, my goodness. Oh, did, did she just love that pond? Is that, like, a thing for your family? But it was a thing for her, my, one of my uh, younger brothers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was, uh, and I was like, "Hey, I'll show up wherever." Just like, like I said, people are going to wonder why are these Jews huddling around each other in the <laughs> middle of a rainstorm? They're going to have questions. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. So so yeah. So this cemetery is, is is a part of our lives. It's an important part. It sounds like yeah. Yeah, and especially because of this haunted statue. <laughs> mostly, mostly because of mostly because of that haunted statue. Yeah. Yeah, haunted statues are really interesting. I definitely feel like I've heard stories about like statues moving in cemeteries. Um, I feel like I've heard like cryptid stories too, like Mothman or like other cryptids lurking around. 
there's something about red burning eyes. Like, yeah. Did you ever like? So, do you ever wake up in the middle of the night, like, go to the kitchen for a glass of water? Like, so our kitchen had like looked out on the street. It was at the front of our house, looked out onto the street, and I would always just like be like, you know, drinking like my water, my apple juice, be like. What if a guy just walked by right oh now? Oh my god! And then, all the and time. And then like turned. And, like, yeah. <laughs> like, why am I thinking about that? Like, we, what if like what if that guy happened? What would I do? After nothing. I myself, how would yeah. I handle it? Yeah, our current kitchen has a window, but it goes into like a little backyard area that we have, so no one should be there. But I oh, swear, but like, every time I look out, and I'm like, I'm expecting to see a man's face just in the window. A, a man's face, or like a guy, like running on all fours like yeah, yeah. Boy, like, crawling right? up a wall or something yeah. oh shit man yeah <laughs> yeah like that's what that's i mean i would do that like psych myself out as a kid uh, I, I honestly i've just said it now i can't stop thinking about this guy on all fours running in a dark backyard and now i'm terrified of him well <laughs> even when i go home like i went home last this weekend and i still felt scared that's the weird part that i was talking about on the show too of wanting to see ghosts is the times where you feel you're the closest are the times you don't want to see them right like yeah right I'm going to bed and it's the middle of the night and like something moves and I'm just like I'm gonna pretend that didn't just happen I'm not have, have you ever had sleep paralysis I have I've had really I've, bad sleep yeah so it happened to me once and like luckily I was like I knew enough about it to be like, okay, I know what's happening right now. But then there was still like, you know, they talk about how there's like that person like off to yeah. the side. Yeah. I was like, oh, there that is. That it is happened to you? Thing. You had the creepy oh, thing it, off to the side? Yeah. When the sports world was introduced to two new team names within a week, comedian Dave Primiano told his friend and fellow comedian Dan Getz, we should do a limited series podcast where we rank all the team names in sports. And they did just that. And after they were done, they decided, hey, let's just keep ranking stuff. Thus was born the Rank Bank, where each week they are joined by a panel of experts, aka fellow comedians, to rank all things ranging from the unimportant to the really unimportant. New episodes drop on Mondays and sometimes Tuesday if it's a two-parter. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore rank underscore bank. Yeah, well, so this is my own personal ghost story now. So I would, uh, in another life, I, I worked in radio and I would have to do overnight shifts where I was like, you know, the only person alone in a creepy building, right? In a, in a radio right. station. It's a very good horror movie, like, set, right? Oh, you know, yeah. there's, like, all these different rooms that are dark with their own shadows and mm. blinking lights, and I'm by myself. Uh, I, I read It. in. Uh, oh, during, like, no! <laughs> That's a uh, mistake. A ter <laughs> yeah. Terrible idea. I was so scared. <laughs> but, so, at this radio station, when I would be there, like, uh, by myself at night, I, I did have an overwhelming impression. Like, if I were to look at the security cameras, there would be like a man with white hair and glasses there, right? And that was something that I always, I always felt. Sense. And I don't know how I picked out that description, except that's what I could feel like was there. Uh, then one night, and this this is true, one night I am, you know, sitting by myself, it's two in the morning. You know, I'm watching TV in the studio. Like, I'm in the producer's booth. There's a studio. And then on the other wall, there's a door that's open, TV above it. So, like, I'm looking at the door while I'm watching the TV. But while I'm watching the TV, the door just closes. No. Like, not faster, <laughs> but, like, a very steady close, you know, smooth. And I'm like, well, yeah. that's the thing that just happened that I have no explanation for. Right. Uh, this was this radio station was in like offices attached to a hotel. So like okay. I'm sure people had died on the premises or whatever. Sure. But I never investigated. Like that was enough for me. Yeah. I saw that thing happen. That was it. Yeah, you don't like you'll see a movie and they'll be like, I should go look at that door. No, you don't you don't get that at all in real life. You're no, like, I, I should like, avoid that door. <laughs> I never I never walked through that studio again. I would always yeah. just walk around. 
it was a lot. It was Did a anyone lot. else so, yeah. in your studio mention seeing anything? No, I never talked to it because here's the other thing about working radio. Uh, th those people are all, you know, uh, there's somebody, okay, somebody's fair. gonna like say, "Yeah, man, I've seen shit." I'm like, sure. "Okay, well, this is this is about to become too much for me." Right. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's the thing. I always like the one thing is I always try to see if anyone else has experienced what I've experienced. I'm like, is this just me, or are you guys also being freaked out right now? Like, what's going on? Oh, like. Can are you getting that you know hair on the back of your neck feeling too? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. And then like my family, half of them are really skeptical, and then the other half are true believers. So we're always fighting. <laughs> well, like, so yeah. you you say that you grow up you grew up in a haunted house. What do your siblings say? What do your parents say? Do they say it's a haunted house, or do they say it makes nuts? it's kind of split so like three of the four kids believe it's haunted my sister does not and then my okay. dad does and then my mom does not okay so i mean have they just never experienced anything or do they think that you guys are just full of shit they're kind of like your dad they're very pragmatic i know my sister has experienced things because she's told me and i'm like and you still don't believe it and she's like eh, who knows well so does, does she like make it like a metaphysical thing like I don't know. This is just where the ley lines are. And like, no, she's like, it's some other bullshit. She's like, maybe I was dreaming. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I just don't huh? believe it. I don't believe in ghosts. I'm like, all right, you're no fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I guess we'll move on. Like, like I say, I'm, I'm agnostic about it, but I don't, you know, I don't yuck yum. Her you story. Know, I to have fun. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever told this on the podcast. I might have a long time ago, but her story was, she woke up in the middle of the night and she heard someone playing our piano. Of course, we have like a like a little piano in our house. And she thought it was my dad because my dad can play piano. OK. Um, and then she went downstairs. She investigated and no one was there. No, I would die. And all the lights were die. off. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, maybe I was dreaming or something. I'm like, all right, Amanda, whatever you say. <laughs> I, would just, I would just not live there <laughs> anymore. You would join the ghosts. Then you could play chopsticks together what is it chops together <laughs> is chops that what no, no, i think so. da, 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 da. yeah that. Taps is the uh well taps would be creepy if that's all yeah 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 i'm getting those two confused um yeah so i always get annoyed i'm like no you saw ghosts and like i told on the last podcast my mom had this dream where she was in the house in like the 1700s and there were people there talking to her but i got too excited because she doesn't want this to go anywhere and i was like tell me about it and she's like no <laughs> i'm not telling you anything like, All right. your 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 enthusiasm for the topics uh allowed your mom to be like oh, we're not playing i'm not playing this is not what's like, happening. You, you get no information from me and i'm like all right whatever i'm not humoring you this obsession with ghosts yeah yeah but they've all i i do believe they've all had some sort of experience so on them they don't want to believe it and my mom's very catholic so she has that going. Oh, there's at least at least one ghost. Yeah, <laughs> she does. She's she's put all of her belief into the one. Um, so that's good for her. Um, but I'm really excited. I prepared a story for you that I think you're gonna Please. be so pumped about. I uh, creeped right. on your Instagram and I saw okay. you're a big fan of Star Trek. I am. So I tried to find spooky stuff related to that, and I found a few things. So the first story is about um, the writers being superstitious. So from an article titled Why a Bust of Gene Roddenberry Was Blindfolded by Rachel Carrington of Fansided. Quote, when Star Trek the next... Do you know about this already? I, I do know this story. <laughs> I was afraid you might. So I'll just read it for the listeners. Um, when Star Trek the Next Generation was just getting started, the seas were not calm. In fact, they are more than a bit rocky as the first season has been described as tumultuous tumultuous with producers and writers having to contend with gene roddenberry's the creator of star trek demands when it came to the characters themes and ideas uh it was so dysfunctional that um after the first season 30 writers left um after the first season which ended in 1988 roddenberry's health took a turn for the worse and he didn't have as much influence over the writers so they were able to use ideas that he never would have approved of since they deviated from his original vision but even after he passed away in 1991, he remained a big part of the series and his presence was felt by all, including executive producer Rick Berman, 
Berman had a small bust of Roddenberry on his desk that had a blindfold wrapped over its eyes. His explanation was that whenever writers would come up with an idea that he didn't believe Roddenberry would have approved of, he blindfolded the bust um, when the story was discussed in the hopes to keep Roddenberry's spirit from seeing the script. So I love that. That is absolutely true. I love that story. Gene, Gene himself was like in the paranormal. Oh, really? His, oh, yeah. But his paranormal was more about like the human evolution side of I things. I guess that makes sense with Star Trek, right? Yeah. yeah and and uh, he, he really liked the free love side of, uh, you know, he's he, a lot of sexual chakras with that guy. So that right. was, that was <laughs> okay <normal> interesting <laughs> that doesn't like shine through you would think star trek would be like more horny is it a horn i don't watch a lot of star trek so maybe it is. <laughs> star, trek, star trek when star trek does sex and this is for you for loving ghosts like you do you have to watch the seventh season episode sub rosa okay which is Sub-Rosa. the uh People will tell you it's the worst episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, when in reality <laughs> it's one of the best episodes. Okay. But the 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 lady doctor on and she's the lady doctor, Ooh. because this is important, uh, on the show falls in love with a Scottish ghost, and there are multiple uh, sex orgasms on this episode <laughs> i'm but definitely it, gonna but, watch that <laughs> uh that's awesome but early 90s but like early 90s like oh right oh. And like the hair commercials wild the... it's, it's like like a fucking herbal essence yeah. <laughs> absolutely great uh but so like when star trek does horny it does horny on a level of 14 year olds who have never touched a breast kind of right. Right. horny uh it doesn't do great um it, it can do ghosts. There are some really creepy, ghosty Star Trek episodes. I know one kept coming up when I was like Googling this. So maybe I'll check that out too. I love the Halloween and ghost episodes of like normal shows. They're always yes. so much fun. Uh, there, uh, I, I believe, uh, were, you, were, were you a Buffy kid? I loved Buffy. Yeah. Okay. So there's the, uh, I only have eyes for you. I think so. This is, I brought this up again on the last one, but season two Buffy. So at this point, Angel is Angelus. And <laughs> uh, sorry, he goes through a lot in that show. <laughs> he, he, he lives a life, yeah. um, an, an undead life. Uh, but like <laughs> he and Buffy get like possessed by these ghosts. And maybe it was Jenny Calendar. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It, as soon as you said they got possessed, I, it's, it came back to me. Right. Uh, and they keep like, reenacting their murder suicide or whatever yeah uh, and then there's uh about my so-called life because there's at least one ghost episode a christmas i love a christmas ghost oh i'm jewish i'm jewish but i love a christmas ghost. <laughs> traditional christmas ghost <laughs> yeah. yes yes uh so yeah so tv episodes with like or there's a boy meets world where Corey thinks he's turning into a werewolf like right. yeah or or the Scream episode of Boy Meets World. I was thinking of that one. That one was so good. That's so good. With yeah, the pencil, so... doesn't the pencil kill one of them in that? Yes, yes. That is stuck game. in my brain forever. Because he 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 trails down the wall, right with a pencil with a lot pencil line like right. behind him. Right, it, yeah. That that was a great episode. Super fun. Heck yeah. <laughs> I do have a little more about Gene. Um, Please. So it leads us to our next question. Has Gene stuck around as a ghost? So some info from Ooh. another article titled Star Trek. Does Gene Roddenberry's ghost haunt the paranormal lot by Tony Sokol of Den of Geek? There have I been don't know one... this. You don't know this story? No, 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 no. Yay. Okay. So there have been whispered rumors that the ghost of Roddenberry who died in 91 haunts the old Star Trek sets, leaving a whiff of aftershave in his wake. Brendan Braga, one of the writers of Star Trek, is quoted as saying, well, the Roddenberry building is not where the original Star Treks were shot. I did, didn't encounter the ghost gene, but I will say the building did have a strong aroma of aftershave. Um, but most assume that was actually from longtime producer who's now passed away, A.C. Lyles. Um, he'd been pr- producing movies there since the early days of cinema. So they're, they're, they're not sure if it's Roddenberry, which dead guy <laughs> with aftershave. Which, which- <laughs> have have you ever been to Hollywood? Uh, I've been to LA. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, I got lucky. So uh, when I was radio, we did a uh, I did a press junket for those TNT shows like The Closer and uh, Major Crimes. Um, Burn Notice but, <laughs> is that one? <laughs> no, Burn Notice was USA. Okay, um, but, okay. But part of the the weekends, but it was first off, it was a murder mystery weekend, so I had to solve like the Golden Girls did. So I had to solve that a murder, rocks. but but also we got to go on the Hollywood murder tour. Like, yeah, so cool. The, there is so Hollywood itself is ghostly, right? Oh yeah, like, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we got to see the bungalow where Belushi overdosed. Uh-huh. You know, we uh, okay. So this was this was a creepy thing. Like we drove by the Viper Room and they played oh, Joaquin Phoenix's. Yeah. 911 tape from when River they Phoenix died. played the tape. Oh, yeah. So, like the shit from like the 30s and the 50s, and you know, that stuff was like, oh, that's neat, you know, gangsters. All right. But like when, when they like, and now we're driving down this residential street in Beverly Hills. If you turn to your left, one night after the Grammys, Chris Brown really unloaded on Rihanna right in that driveway. And I'm like, <laughs> that's a paraphrase. But like, like, oh, well, now we, you know, take me back to, you know, uh, Chateau Marmont, please. Right, I would like yeah. to, I, I would <laughs> like to see lot. more of the historical uh, murders. Uh, but yeah, so like there's all these like starlets who throw themselves off like buildings and uh, yeah. producers who get murdered by jealous lovers. And uh, yeah, I love Hollywood ghosts. Yeah, I got bummed out though, because I do feel like, like you said, they go way too specific, like, I went on one ghost tour in LA and they talked about the girl who jumped from the Hollywood sign and then they went like really far like they like described like from the like autopsy like how she jumped and everything and how it was really messed up. I'm not going to get right. into it. But I All was you like, need to know is that she jumped. This isn't what like, I wanted. Like I wanted the ghost she story. She splattered like a watermelon. Like yeah. Oh, oh man. This is not what I, yeah this was a lot. Um, But I do I do like the ghost stories. You're you're right. It's it's a really messed up place. It's like yeah. a big disappointment for a lot of people, and it's such a big transition, you know. I I, I didn't see Damien Chazelle's uh, Babylon, but maybe I should. Right. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. But there's a little bit more. So there's another story told by a page named Ron Kinlan, and he says, as far as Gene Robert goes, the only ghost story I'd ever heard was that his ghost occupied the office building on the lot that was named after him. Um, so it's the Ron, again, that building that was mentioned before. Um, <laughs> but this is fun. I'm, maybe you've heard this rumor. He said, I had also heard, and this has nothing to do with ghosts, but I thought it was funny. I had also heard a rumor that his coffin had been shot into outer space when he passed away. That's ridiculous, of course, but I thought it was funny. It probably stemmed from what happened to Mr. Spock in The Wrath of Khan. He was actually cremated and buried at, I believe, Hollywood forever. I, I think that's true. But uh, I believe Scotty, I believe James Doohan, he had some of his ashes sent up into space. I love that. That's so cool. I don't know. What do you... I want to be stuck. Do you ever think... I mean, I, <laughs> Yo, I yeah, think me too. Great. That's totally what I was thinking. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I, you want to be stuffed and then place yeah. where? Within I, I line, I want I want people to have to generally take me from room to room, okay. you know, just sure. I was like a giant mud buddy. <laughs> uh, so, like, I, I guess, what do you think happens when we die? Do you, Do you think? Do you uh, think we just kind of hang out? I I don't know. I think that I think like Gene Roddenberry's just he, he's going in. He's dead, but he's still going into the office. That sounds rough. I talk about it like, so I don't know. I, I don't think we, our energy just disappears. I don't know if our personalities, like I don't believe my current soul will be, will stay. But I think if ghosts like a place, so like if if this is like, it sounds like he had control issues when he was alive. Oh, so yeah. I find it hard to believe that in death, if he didn't resolve that, that it would be easy for him to let go of, of the production. No, yeah. Uh, he, he he couldn't let go of Star Trek. So like even now, like uh, oh, I'm sure that there's a bunch of toxic fans would be like, yeah, she even Gene's ghost hates to Star Trek. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. like it's not Gene's <laughs> vision, like right, uh, just all that kind of stuff. Gene was Gene was a weird guy. 
Like, what was his vision? Like, do you know the difference between what he wanted and what they wanted? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so between the end of the original Star Trek and the Next Generation, Gene gets into free love and he starts doing like a lot of cocaine, and he is also a little annoyed that his old pal L. Ron Hubbard has gotten that's so cool he was friends with i mean it's not cool but it's what a weird connection l ron hubbard the scientology guy gene will say that like he gave l ron the idea of turning science fiction into a religion like that, that was something that he would say so so he was into this kind of metaphysical like i said free love right right he had lots of girlfriends uh like michelle nichols was his girlfriend uh the character of number one played by Major Barrett, like there's there's this apocryphal story that she wasn't allowed from the first pilot to go into the show because they didn't want a female second in command, where the truth is they didn't want to hire Gene's girlfriend. So <laughs> Okay. Like, yeah. So between so between the end of Star Trek and the beginning of Next Generation, with a little bit of motion picture thrown in there. Uh, this is me being very Star Trek right now. That's okay. He goes on like all these college tours, and where he starts like you know, uh, pressing a lot of flesh with uh, young coeds, uh, taking them back to his uh, to his hot tub at his house. And that was probably the nicest way you could say that, and I still found it so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like pressing that... flesh with coeds. Oh my god. Yeah, I but but he begins <laughs> to become this true believer in this like galaxy think about like it's like a galaxy brain meme you know like in this like free love hippie uh we all have to evolve past our conflicts so a lot of the ideas a lot of gene's vision has to do with the the idea that these are now the people flying around the enterprise are all like evolved humans and they don't have money and they don't have uh, uh you know interpersonal dramas and everybody gets along and no one disagrees. And it ends up for a couple of seasons of really boring television. Yeah, that sounds so, really boring. No conflict. None of, the ca- none of the characters can disagree with each other. So then Gene uh, dies in like 91. Thank gosh, and... am I right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you, yeah, probably. I don't think I don't think Star Trek becomes what it does with Gene Ronda. It's, it's right. very interesting. So, Unfortunately. so then you have these guys who come in like, all right, we have to think about the spirit of Gene's vision. But we can't fucking do this anymore, and that's where you get the whole like uh, tying the the ribbon around his eyes, the blindfold, so right. you can't see them. Like characters disagree, and money becomes uh, certain parts of the show where it never really was before. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can really tell that the difference between a gene thing and people who weren't uh, high, very high, and very drunk all the time, right? Because Gene would go. Gene would go to work for a week, and then he would have to pay, or you know, a few weeks, and he would have to go like off to a sanitarium or some shit, or right. you know, get get a detox. Wow. It was. He's an interesting. He, he dude. was a wild. Yeah. He's so interesting, and people wanted, you know, the, the internet. There are there is no room for nuance on the on the internet. People right. either want to pillory him, or they want to hold him up as some kind of supreme example of enlightened vision right. i'm like i don't know man the guy chased skirts in the 60s but he had some great ideas but he was you know? fun sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah, yeah some good like, ideas yeah <laughs> i mean isn't that the problem with with all of these 60 guys who are problematic it was like yeah oh he should not have treated his secretaries that way but he could throw a party you know? it's insane like, yeah how every single person in any sort of power from that time you can find at least one thing he did that's like really fucked up <laughs> you know where you're like yeah, damn like, you know like right Ugh. like there is there there's was a character an actress named grace lee whitney who doesn't she's never come out and said yeah gene forced himself on me like one night in the office but she talks about a tv producer who forced himself on her one night in the office and it's like we also uh, yeah, yeah these guys are bad yeah. but it, again with like like you say leaving an energy imprint there, these guys were also larger than life. Like, right. you know, they, they brought such such energy to places. 
it makes sense that they leave some behind that they would hang around a little bit yeah 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 um i <laughs> i love it i love i i really think that because i think the 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 biggest thought when it comes to a ghost being in a space is that either it was a very traumatic death or they have unfinished business that's like every single movie is like unfinished business they were sad when they died they were angry when they died but I also think that there's some ghosts that just loved a part of their life or loved a time in their life so much that they wanted to stay a little longer. Like I'm convinced <laughs> the ghost in my house loves my house and wants this. They've never been mean or scary. You know what I mean? So so you think there are happy ghosts? Ghosts are just like, I really like this Chuck E. Cheese. I'm going to hang out here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about Chuck E. Yeah, like, yeah, this is where the last time I saw. Terrifying. <laughs> mom and dad happy or something you know and i'm just gonna stay here right and feel that good feeling a little bit before i get out of here you know yeah and, and but and but at the same time there is a bit of wistfulness to that like I, I i think gene was always trying to like capture that feeling that he had like the first couple seasons 1966 67 right. of star trek and he was never able to get that back yeah so uh just the, the idea of like yeah it's wistful it's like we're still aiming for you there, there's still a yearning i think i think it's almost beautiful like the idea that you you could want something so bad that it outlives you yeah that want outlives yeah. you yeah it is really cool to see just how how powerful it kind of makes you <laughs> in a way you know right um right the idea the, like the ideas behind it like that should be enough to make you you're, you confident on your own. You'd be like, all right, all right, I think I can handle the world. Right. You know? Yeah. Something something <laughs> will something will last. Yeah. I agree. That's what's cool. Is like what I think for every single person, what part of you lasts is so different. Mm -hmm. And because of that, making your thing last isn't as big of a of a competition as you think it is. Because no one else is trying to make the stuff that I'm trying to make stay around. Do you know what I, is that weird to say? Does that make no, sense? No, I think I like, think that's exactly correct. Like, yeah, it, it's it's the real it's it's the Ghostbusters cartoon like uh, model of ghosting, right? Like, right. Uh, this guy was a pizza chef uh, in life, and now he's a, he's a chef ghost. Like, yeah, <laughs> like no one, no one can be exactly who you are right. you know in, in, in all the uh, this is the star trek thing in all the universe there is only one meg guest there's only one brian lee you right. know so you have like there is no way for anything else to make that same ghost you know yeah if, yeah. if the ghost is like that archetype of you mm -hmm. you know there, there can only be that it can only work once it can only be created once yeah so cool so fulfilling it's like yeah <laughs> you have i've never even thought about that way that's great this was great yeah. i've never even thought about that way <laughs> yeah um unfortunately so the final line of the article it says that paramount looked into the stories isn't that cool that that is they did take them out of the tour because it, they had a hard time verifying them um, so this is even funnier. They have a, a during Halloween, they have a tour called Paramount After Dark. Um, so they don't dispute all of their ghost stories. Like some of them they've looked into and they're like, yeah, you're OK to tell that on the lot. <laughs> oh, but, but those, so they're, they're not like, and right here is where Fatty Arbuckle crushed that girl. It's like, right. So, yeah. Uh, it's like, I'm sure it's, I don't know, who'd be like. It's definitely this. Or even Paramount. RKO, right? Yeah, I think uh, they I did mention that. Arkea. I definitely think they think um what's his name? That that one producer that they talk about with uh -huh, the guy with the aftershave. AC, yeah. I think they're convinced that guy's around. AC Lyles. Cause he's been one of the first producers of cinema, is how they okay, describe right. him. Um right. so it, it, it makes um, sense. Again, a legacy, it makes sense he would stick around. You know, I hope there's I hope there's a these a fair representation of Jew ghosts there because like <laughs> yeah, I we, don't know. We were, we were there in early Hollywood. Maybe we should petition like go out there and uh protest and make sure that you they're know, 
accurate reference. Where's Shlomo Goldwyn Myers? Come on. <laughs> Get him in there. Of course, I Google Paramount Ghost and what comes up, but CBS Ghost. Thursday nights and not. I know that it ruins it. It's so hard getting through like all the actual just like TV shows when you try to look up this type of stuff. Uh, great SEO on their part. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's our show. This was great. Do you want to talk about your podcast a little bit? The City That Breathes? Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So, I'm one of the co hosts of uh, the City That Breathes podcast. Uh, uh, so we're a Baltimore based show, but we try to be wide ranging. Last night, we just recorded our live 10th anniversary show. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Uh, it was very exciting. I, so you can find us wherever you find your podcast, The City That Breathes or maybe CTB. Uh, I should know I should know way better than this. I'll get yelled at. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's just, it's a couple of guys trying to like, we're, we're just talking about our lives. You know, when we, if we talk about Baltimore traffic, I feel like... Uh, you know, there's traffic everywhere. People people understand uh, what we're trying to say. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. I, uh, yeah, we, don't I, take, we don't take anything too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes we get a little lost in, at least in the Baltimore podcast scene, because we're not inspirational at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're, if you're looking for stories about people helping their neighborhoods, <laughs> I mean, maybe sometimes we'll have those people on, but, you know, not... Mm-hmm. Well, mostly I'd rather talk, you know, just with people like you. This right. Is, this is what we do. Uh, our goal is to be funny. Which is yeah. where we live. I'll say I did listen. I listened to your podcast a bunch before um, reaching out to you guys. And it's just a good listen. Like, it's it's funny. You guys have really good rapport. You can tell, like, you've been friends for a really long time. So you're silly. And I don't know. It's, it is, like, kind of like hanging out with people, especially if you listen to a lot of spooky podcasts like mine. And maybe you need a break or, you know, you yeah. have, like to lighten it up a little bit. It's it's easy listening. You don't make me because sometimes I listen to podcasts and I like I angry listen to them because their viewpoints are annoying or like aggressive. Like you guys are just you're talking about media, movies, TV, fun things. And you're all just being silly. Goofy what what happened? Early, you know, in, in 2016, <laughs> you know, we, we, we did spend a couple of years like trying to walk that line of like, you know, uh, was it like you know uh who are the guys who who used to work for obama you know uh right. love or leave it like we you know we 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 walked that line you know we talked about that stuff but mm-hmm. we never want to talk about it too much like yeah. you know and and in the last couple of years pandemic I kind of really helped us shape like what we've been doing and i, and I think we're, we're in a really good space poised to take over at least the baltimore metropolitan area yeah (laughs) well i think you guys are doing great and i'm definitely going to keep listening and when i visit baltimore i'll let you guys know yeah yeah uh you're going to be here uh next friday this uh, friday this friday right whatever today is the yeah uh you'll be doing ghosted and at uh the loom room at decimos yeah thanks for promoing because i might not have yeah much appreciated oh wait what is this what does this does this come out before that it's coming out this week it's coming out this thursday so it's perfect well then i'll be sure to to post it and then you know make sure all everybody knows all all my tens of followers awesome um where can people find you or um like the handles for for your podcast or you personally boy i i should i should really know that too uh Uh, I think it's just city. It's that the city that breathes. Uh, on Twitter, on Twitter, on Twitter and Instagram, I believe it's the same. Yeah, at city that breathes on Instagram. Uh, and I don't, you know, Evan speaks, but I, but I sure don't. Uh, and I think it's at city that breathes. Uh, on Twitter, I myself, I am not on Twitter. Uh, if you want to see pictures of my cats. And my fiance, you can follow me uh, on Instagram at bleevy83. I believe. Perfect. Cool. And I'll we'll put those all in the notes as well, so it'll be easy to find you guys. But man, thank you so much. This was a really really fun episode. It was. Exciting. I loved it. Yeah. I love it. I had so much fun. Like that's one of the things about our show is that we we don't have topics generally. You know, we were right. just we're freewheeling, so it's always fun to be like, oh, I will definitely talk about this for an hour. That, that sounds yeah. great. <laughs> Sweet. Cool. And if you uh, encounter any other ghosts 
in the future, let me know. I'll send them your way. Or if you hear like a cool Baltimore ghost story and you're like, I just want to talk about it. The door is always open. (laughs) So I I, uh, Googled Baltimore ghost and I found a whole bunch of ghost stories. We're going to have to do some of those, I think, around town. Because there's this area called Fells Point where it's like. I've heard of that. So it's very much still a lot of the buildings. And Baltimore had a big fire in the 20s or mm-hmm. late or late 1800s. So a lot of the old buildings got burned down. So I, I think a lot of the ghosts left with them. With them, right. but in this area, Fells Point was pretty much untouched. So it still got has all the old buildings. The original buildings. Ooh, yeah, that's so spooky. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's talk about that. We'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, we will absolutely. Okay. Well, thanks again. You were great. Oh. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com podcasts.